passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. gentlemen i am your host blake ruffino this is are you serious sports i hope that all of you are making it a good one because we are as well massive massive show in store for you here tonight as our good buddy jay crane from crane and company joins us at 7 30 i do hope because i have not been able to keep up with it too terribly much that the uh, uh it's the middle of the eighth Phillies, his Braves are down eight to two. Aaron Nola, man. Aaron Nola. I did see that. Aaron Nola going off. Something about those LSU dudes, man. Feel good and am happy for our guy, uh, Aaron Nola. Rafino's ranch. So listen. I'm gonna go on a very quick tangent about this Mark Stoops thing. In case you hadn't seen it, we'll talk about it. But Mark Stoops didn't lie. Basically, he said, listen, we do not have the guys to go up against Georgia. We need, if you're going to complain, we need your help. And I agree with him. A, A nothing burger. An outright nothing burger from Mark Stoops. I'm going to mention it a little bit. But we got more pressing things that we got to talk about. Why aren't we talking about this as a segment that we will do today? Auburn's going to run a two QB system. Now, now, I know what you're saying. Blake, both of them suck. It's true. But both of playing two different dudes at quarterback, you got a game plan against. Brian Kelly has not been asked about it this week. He did bring it up today on the SEC teleconference, which we will talk about. Brian Kelly gives a midweek update. We are going to mention in reference to what Brian Kelly said on the SEC teleconference because he gave Jaden Daniels, Mike Denbrock, Joe Sloan a lot of massive praise, which they deserve it. Talked a little bit about the defensive side of things, and Pete Jenkins will, will, will mention. I think that he is just, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, just saying, yeah, I like talking to Pete about the defensive line. 
Can LSU's defense get on track? We will touch on that. Recruiting update, a massive, listen, a massive weekend in recruiting. If I were you, I would go over to AYS, AYS, <laughs> AYSSports.com and I would be a subscriber to the forum because here's what I know, AYSSnetwork.com. I don't know why it slipped me. Sub to the forum. Tomorrow we'll start giving some list of guys that we know that's coming. LSU's not playing around. Some of these sophomores and juniors that will be in attendance probably and more than likely will get some offers. Big number one overall recruits that you're in the hunt for. Bryce Underwood's going to be in attendance. It's a massive recruiting weekend. We'll talk about that uh, as well. To round up the show, we'll go around your SEC. There are some games around the SEC that we did not touch on. We will get to here tonight. Listen, this can be in the SEC. I don't want to say the ultimate separation Saturday, but it could be. You got A&M going to Knoxville. Can, or, is A&M going to get their second loss in conference? You and Alabama, you know, Alabama doesn't have one. Ole Miss has one. Ole Miss is also on a bye, but there are some games this weekend, man, where some things, especially in the East, too, things can start separating. We'll talk about that here tonight. Ryan Cronledge, which this is interesting. Uh, my wife's, or my mother-in-law's, Maiden name is Cronledge as well. I don't know if they spell it like that, but he says, former 985 from the Dirty Dale. See, they're in the 985 too. See? I don't know, Ryan. We, you know, could have some relations, pause, but some relation here. Where are you from in the 985? Love to see it. Love when the 985 gets involved. Jeff Millen says, live from the Bay Area. Love to see it. Uh, Pelham. I hope I'm saying that right. Alabama, the 205, by the way, at Port Sulfa. By the way, been at Port Sulfa a couple times in my life. People down there are fantastic. And Ryan Carlin says, yeah, pay or shut up. Basically, Stoops. That's correct. Uh, handsome, you know, yeah. But he was trying to get to a different point, which I agree with him, and which LSU is going to have to do. Which LSU is going to have to do. Uh, Pelham says Pooh Bear. Okay, thank you for the uh, clarification. See, I'm bad with some of these. If this is not in Louisiana, man, I'm bad with them. Blaze says, what's up, Blake? Mount Bellevue, Texas is in the house. Love to see it. Good to have you here with us, Blaze. AU War Chickens. Man, you bet. Man. Man. This game might get goofy. And I'm not talking Disney Channel. I'm not talking Disney Channel. You got more rain today in the state of Louisiana, maybe, that you've had all year. You have um, a solar eclipse coming. Apparently, they found Bigfoot. Yeah, y'all hadn't seen that? A big hairy animal on two legs is walking through the desert. Why does goofy shit always happen during the Auburn week? The goofiest stuff. <laughs> the goofiest stuff. Pinky. That's a hell of a name, Pinky. Every time I see Pinky in the comments, I always think of next Friday. Say another mother. <laughs> Oh, man. Panky says Canton, Ohio, place of the Hall of Fame. 330, by the way, of the 225. You got to love it. 337, Matt M. Lafayette is in the building. 318, takeover, man. James Washington. Yep. 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 You got to love. <laughs> Yep. 
after my red uh after my red comment, I'm gonna stay away from that one. <laughs> we can't go that far, Triple X here tonight, Pooh. <laughs> six <laughs> Rick says six one five Nash Vegas is in the building. Heard you talking about the crazy woman here lately or here recently. There was, man. She wore the belt buckle, cowboy hat. We went to a Predators game. <laughs> Way she was acting, she Moon comes out, she starts acting like a predator. No. Uh-uh. Them Tennessee women, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No way. Chris in the 901 Covington, Tennessee. Good to have you here, Chris. Michael Buchanan in Atlanta, Georgia. Got to love our Atlanta, Georgia people. Rob, log off. Rob Boudreaux, log off. Log off. Natasha Brown says, my Yates 21 jersey literally came in today. I'm so excited to rock it for my little nephews. Got to love it. Good to have you here with us, Miss Brown. Good to have you. Blake Morgan says, Bigfoot is in Santa Mall, Blake. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Santa Mall's another one of them places, man. I, if, if they came out and they found Bigfoot and he was in Santa Mall, it would be the number one. I Wouldn't bat an eye. Wouldn't bat an eye. I saw wildlife and fisheries or somebody found a bobcat or a, a cougar. I think it was a cougar out in Santa Mall today. And she didn't even have blonde hair. So, Santa Ma, stand up. Bro Bridge is in the building. I see you, Mac Daddy. Donk. <laughs> I love it. All right, we got a lot to talk about. We got a lot to, to, to get to. Everybody do us a favor by hitting the like and share. Share all of those social media groups. Share all those social media pages. If you're on Facebook, you know what to do. Hit that like button, hit the share. Hit the like button and hit the share. Do it now. <laughs> oh, which reminds me, YouTube, we are going to do a giveaway. We had a sponsor that wants to bless somebody with a, a gift card or cash. We will get all of that to you on Monday, but you need to be subscribed to the YouTube channel. Do us a favor. If you're on YouTube, hell, wherever you are, if you're on Facebook, want to hop over to YouTube, hadn't subscribed yet, go to AYS Sports, hit the subscribe button, notification bell. We will be doing a giveaway and announcing some of that uh, on Monday. Wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're listening to us or watching us on Fubo TV, welcome Welcome, welcome. I see my buddy Jeff Tuzin here. He says, 615, as Bill King says, the Wilco location. See y'all in three and a half weeks, friend. Roll Tide. Good to have you. Good to see you here, too, Jeff, too. Let's talk about our good friends over at betonline.ag. Our good friend, Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. Got a lot to discuss. Stay with you. Jay Crane at 730. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live in-game betting props and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's betonline.ag, betonline.ag. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. 
Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. We're back! Texas isn't, though. God, they blew it. God, they blew it. Got a lot to discuss. Let me talk about this Mark Stoops thing really quickly. In case you missed it, Kentucky head coach Mark Stoops, a couple days ago or yesterday, whenever it was, he was on his coach's show. And some people were complaining about them getting blown out by Georgia. Now, let me just say this. Fans have every right to get pissed off when the team that they support, love, cheer for gets blown out by anybody. Regardless if it's Georgia, Rudy Poo Tech, Rudy Poo State, doesn't matter. They are fans for a reason. But Mark Stoops came out and basically, in a nutshell, I'm not going to play the clip for you, but said, listen, if you want us to be more competitive, guys, we live in a world right now, we need more. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong. We do live in a world where schools like, and I know a lot of people are telling you that LSU is not even remotely close. Somebody's going to have to explain to me what they're doing in football and baseball for just a minute. Oh, and what they've been doing in women's women's basketball. I guess people just believe that guys like five stars just show up. Guys like Paul Skeens just show up here. Guys, that does not happen. I promise you that does not happen. Multitudes of boosters, fans are getting involved. But Mark Stoops isn't wrong. Kentucky does not have the talent base that other states do. They don't have the football tradition in football. They're going to have to go out here and win some of these battles one-on-one in NIL. They're already doing it in basketball. It's not like Kentucky doesn't have the money. Here's the biggest lie that everyone will tell you that Kentucky doesn't have the money. It's a bold-faced lie. They spent $100 million on renovating something for basketball. The best practice basketball facility you will ever see in your entire life is in Lexington. The problem is, is that teams that are on the fringe, teams that don't have a massive talent base in state like a Georgia, like a Louisiana, like a Texas, like a California, like a Florida – they, they they do struggle. Now, we're going to talk about recruiting here in just a minute, and I know a lot of people are not exactly or completely happy where things stand. I'm going to ease your tensions because I hear a lot of things that are in the Rudy Poo category. If we had to put it in a category, the Rudy Pooness of things, we will touch on that in a minute. Mark Stoops isn't wrong. But the only thing that I will get on to Mark Stoops about is when you say that you do not have the talent base or talent level when you're running some of the chaotic things that you're trying. You're trying to play bully ball against Georgia. You're less miles in it against Georgia. You're going to get blown out, my guy. I've never seen someone with that far back of a comeback either. Right? Like, look, all of us have that uncle where his comeback comes like halfway from the back of his head and he tries to Flip it up and comb it back. Cut that thing, man. Cut that thing. You look like a damn peacock. And which his offense cannot fly. There, let's get to LSU. Because you're here, you're not here to listen about Mark Stoops. You're not here to listen about that Rudy Punas. You're here to talk about LSU. You know what's interesting? Is a lot of people have been talking about Auburn offensively this week. Been saying they're not good offensively. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. Something's got to give. We talked about it last night. You know what one thing that I don't think that we've mentioned a lot this week is the dual quarterback system that they run. Now, when Robbie Ashford comes in, (laughs) nine times out of ten, they're going to run the football. If not, 99.5% times out of 10, they're going to run the football. Nevertheless, with a defense that's been struggling, a two QB system, regardless of if they can throw the ball or not, can be chaotic. How do I know that? Well, I'm old enough to remember a time where guys like Jordan Jefferson and Jarrett Lee rotated in and out. I'm old enough to remember 
when Ryan Perlou would come in and run the option, everybody knows that Ryan Perlou was coming into the game to run the football, and they couldn't stop it. Auburn is not a slouch in the running game. Let me tell you this. The best defensive line, in my opinion, in the country resides in Texas with the Aggies. That D-line is something serious. You're going to find out about it, and we're going to find out about it. You're going to find out just how good this O-line is, which I think is really good, and that we don't talk about enough. We do not talk about LSU's O-line enough and how good and dominant they've been because they've been exceptional. Auburn rushing offense is 20th in the country. So when everybody and their mama, when you're facing the best defensive front in the country, and in my opinion, in Texas A&M, who leads the country in sacks, tackles for loss, disruptive plays in the backfield, they were still able to do some decent things. Against Georgia, arguably the second best front seven in the SEC, no less, they kept the game close because they were able to run the football effectively. Last night, we talked about how physical of a team that they would been. But one thing that we didn't mention was about the dual quarterback system. And it gave, at times, Georgia fits. Robbie Ashford scored on a basic read option counter. You read the DN, let, give time for the guard to come and pull and seal. Either he's going to give it or he's going to pull it, which in a lot of times, Robbie Asher does pull the ball. I think like I think it was something ridiculous, like 70% of the time when Robbie Ashford is in on the zone read, he's going to pull the ball and run. It gave Georgia and A&M some fits. The question becomes, when you're not facing a Georgia or an A&M that can really take it to you up front, and you play a team like LSU, who, by the way, I believe in my personal opinion, let's just pull the Band-Aid off here for a minute, they do have the dudes up front to be really good. Schematically, I don't know if Matt House will have them always in the right positions after a bye week that Auburn is coming off of to be able to stop it consistently. Now... This weekend is going to be goofy. What do I mean by that? There are just some times that my gut tells me, Blake, you, there's going to be a solar eclipse. You know, they're finding Bigfoot outside. It's been rain, it rained more in Louisiana today than it did all summer long. Always some goofy shit happens during the bye week. Oh, by the way, Hugh Freeze is their signal caller in Auburn. Against Georgia, Hugh Freeze, quote-unquote, took over and approved all the play calling. That's horseshit. He was calling plays. I know what my eyes are telling me. You know, I, I went to the TV copy because we get the all-22, meaning it's from behind. You can see the offensive line and the routes and everything. I went to the TV copy for about 20 minutes on Auburn and Georgia. And you know what I found? Hugh Freeze doing this. Which historically means he's calling plays. They're not going to beat you. But you better be ready for them to run the ball on you a little bit. How do you stop it? I'm going to say something that Brian Kelly preaches and something that he gets ripped on a lot from this fan base and media core. If you are not disciplined, if your defense and your defensive front is not disciplined, there are yards to be had against a defense in the rushing game that is 94th. The 20th best rushing attack in the country goes up against the 94th ranked rushing defense in the country and by the way Auburn is not until the Iron Bowl gonna see a better defense than they saw the last two weeks it's not gonna happen and they ran the ball I don't want to say that because 
when I say stuff like that, I know what the number one comment's going to be. Blake, they didn't. They only ran for this many amount of yards. Well, you better go turn on the film and watch that there's plays that they can bust some things wide open. Bust it, bust it wide open. As Plies would say. Is that Plies? Someone in the comments will tell me. But it sounds like something Plies would say. Offensively. I don't I, – I, I, this is the fourth straight week, fifth straight week that I've come in here and said, guys, I have no idea what you, what you tell them not to do because they are running the ball at an effective clip. You're the 14th team in the country in rushing offense. You're the fifth scoring offense in the country. You're the third best team on third down in 56%. Your total offense is third. You're seventh in passing offensive yards, basically meaning like Jane Daniels is third, but – you know what I mean. I don't know what to tell them. Now, last week, last week, this team in LSU tried to take the air out of the ball. We told you this all week. Every single episode, I told you LSU is going to take the air out of the ball. Like, you think that I'm not calling up at football ops and say, hey, man, what do you, what's the game plan this week? Because my opinion is is that you need to take the air of the ball. Well, that's exactly what we're doing. Okay, sounds good. This week, I don't think it's going to be that way. So, again, eight hours of showtime a week ago telling you, guys, you don't don't take the over in Jane Daniels throwing for 330 yards because LSU is going to run that thing. They are going to take the air out of the ball. And if you do not see Brian Kelly's philosophy at trying to help this defense, hey, why did they get turnovers against KJ? Oh, well, they ran the ball effectively, and the clock kept running. Tick, 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 tick. It's a great Chris Berman would say. And then you got Jane Daniels running the ball for 35 yards and a score. Whoop! I think that was a good whoop. I think that was a really good whoop. Whoop! When Chris, Chris, if you need a stand-in, call the brother. Call a brother. I'll give you my facial hair to put on top of your head. When I look at this film and I look at Auburn, the 20th best rushing offense in the country, against going up against the best two front sevens that they will see until they get to Bama. There are yards to be had. I'm telling you, there are yards to be had on this LSU defense. When you got solar eclipses, Bigfoot, rain, hell, there's... Guys, we're at Wednesday. There's no telling what goofy shit is going to happen before Saturday. One last thing. A lot of people, for whatever reason, and I get why. I get why. Because you haven't seen a lot of the massive success in recruiting. You better go delete those comments that you had about Brian Kelly not being able to recruit this weekend. Because the number one quarterback in 2025, Bryce Underwood's on his way. Here, to Baton Rouge. Not saying he's committing. Nick Saban once said in 2000, or 1999-2000, this was his quote. The sleeping giant that is known as LSU, we are going to recruit the state. Sometimes in the beginning, it's not going to look good. But one thing that I promise you is after year two, we will lock the state down. Get ready. There's a storm coming. And you better pack that thing on Saturday. Let the recruits feel it. Bryce Underwood, DeCorian Moore, who we did the five-star commitments, uh, his commitment all the way out in Dallas. Get ready for it. Because there's going to be some players. Bernard Causey will be in the building. D.K. Mays. By the way, a Gabe Rutherford. Those guys that you're losing and recruiting up front defensively, you got to hit. Want to know why your defensive front's giving up so many yards? <laughs> Hello? All right. The man himself. I... <laughs> He's coming on an LSU podcast 
an LSU show and Aaron Nola just pitched against the Braves, I feel like an asshole asking him to come here on Wednesday. Nevertheless, Jake Crane, Crane and Company, joins us next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vignair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. You know what AYS sent you on by. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have brought you on the show when no. I hate was the Phillies, man. Don't let it go back to Atlanta. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say about it. Don't let it go back to Atlanta. Better win tomorrow. Y'all doing the tomahawk chop out there? Okay. That's fine. Whatever. Hey, there's a lot of Braves, Jake, there's a lot of Braves fans in Louisiana too. I mean, it's the oh, South I know team. that. We're, they're the SEC's team. Are you kidding? <laughs> they are. It's either like the, the Braves are hundred percent the SEC's Major League Baseball team. We squad it. You want to know what's scary? Hmm. You really want to know deep down? Like I don't get scared by the you know the doll on the Conjuring or any of that stuff. You know what's scary? When Auburn, Alabama, and LSU and Georgia fans come together to root for the same team, and that being the Atlanta Braves. I know. Like that's like imagine that everybody getting together. I mean, that's like the, the bar in Star Wars where everybody just from everywhere else is getting together. No, don't let it go back to Atlanta. I'll give Aaron Nola's flowers, though. He did good. One of the best dudes. By the way, Jake. Oh, and, which? And Jake yeah. played college baseball. Jake, I saw him. This is no exaggeration. At Alex Box from the foul pole in left field. Throw it, long tossing, to the intermi- uh, intimidator. Like, the dude, yeah. that's all he does. He's sick. All right, Jane. Well, some guys pitch. Some guys play ultimate Frisbee. I mean, he's out there <laughs> playing ultimate Frisbee. We're going to be on it. With that cabbage coming out of the back, it's worth an extra strikeout and a half. That's proven science. Ask John Brinkus. <laughs> Just ask him. We know Jake him. Crane, Crane and Company from Daily Wire. What's up, buddy? I'm glad that you were here with us. So, listen. Yeah. Goofy game this week. I, I, I listened to you, you were like, and your show this morning, you said that this game feels like the kid that plays with insects too much. It's that weird kid puts mayonnaise on his hot dog. Like, he'll <laughs> eat anything you ask him to, too. You'll be like, hey, eat this, and he'll do it. This like, game's it just, goofy. I don't know. It's just weird. We got barn burning. Okay, we got mm-hmm. earthquakes. We have Les being fired. We have Cam Newton going off. Okay, the interception up, game. The interception game. DJ Chark. A lot of massive games between LSU and Auburn. But, Jake, I got to go one place. I know Auburn has struggled offensively, and I get it. But, my goodness, they are running the football in effect. They're the 20th team in the country in rushing offense. Can yeah. they find something this weekend against LSU? Well, look, I mean, we're, Auburn's a one-trick pony. It's a hell of a trick. Like, it's, it's a great trick, but they're a one-trick pony right now. I mean, they haven't thrown for over 100 yards uh, against the last seven Power 5 defenses that they've faced. And, and look, you, you're not going to put that all on Hugh Freeze, obviously. This is the worst team Hugh Freeze will bring into Baton Rouge. This will be the worst team. And, and I'm not trying to knock the players. This is just how it is. Right. Look at the way recruiting's going. But here's here's where I'm I'm worried. I'm not worried about the scheme, right? You know, I, I think Auburn's going to get into a decent amount of third and threes, third and fours. Can they throw the intermediate passes and catch them? Here's what, here's what would worry me uh, as an Auburn guy. I watched Peyton Thorne go out and play at Cal. Okay. Yeah. Went, went great. All right. Went and watched him go play at Texas A&M at like 11. Okay. 
not great. Did just honestly, I like I said, and he looked a lot tougher against Georgia, but turned it down a lot, in my opinion. If you think that's bad, if you think going to Cal is bad, where they're out, all out there studying and stuff, and then go to go to Kyle Field where it's nuts during the day, going into Baton Rouge, it's it's what I say in the show. It's basically like Mordor. It's yeah. like there's just orcs being born in the mud when you're walking in the stadium. Like it just that is not a, that is not a a friendly environment to play. I know Auburn won the last time because Bo Nix just you know, did his best Chris Angel mind freak impression about three or four times. <laughs> but I don't know if Peyton Thorne's going to be able to throw the ball for any success. And I know that's crazy to say with this LSU defense, but if he shows up, Auburn will move the ball. I'm not deep down, if it goes good for Auburn, worried about Auburn moving the ball. What I'm worried about is Auburn doesn't have a pass rush. Right. They The only way they, they get pressure is if they bring pressure. And if you do that against Jaden Daniels, you get those man matchups, unless it's a fire zone. You can't just keep everything underneath all night because they'll catch the ball and run for 70 yards with Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas Jr. But you bring pressure, play man in the back end where Auburn's secondary is really good. I don't care how good your secondary is. If you can't get there and you've got to cover these guys for five, six seconds, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter. So to me, I'm more worried about Jaden Daniels not only in the pocket – but, you know, going whose line is it anyway outside of the pocket and just improvising. I don't know how you can stop him without a pass rush. I don't I don't know. And look, Ron Roberts is a guy who, you know, he had a, his own D.C. was at Alabama and Pete Golding. I mean, yeah. he was a head coach at Southeastern. When I left, he was coming in. And look, with a bye week, Jake, I don't know what he'll do. But what I have seen him do against – mobile quarterbacks in the past do you remember the 19 lsu auburn game when kevin Steele went like three two six yeah he's like we're gonna rush two <laughs> I've and, seen... and really by two i mean Derek brown because he counts as two people correct but he's done that in the past i do wonder what i do think it's going to be an interesting matchup there but you brought up an interesting point today i think i don't maybe it wasn't today but i, I remember listening to you and you saying this you like LSU's offense as a whole better than USC, like some of these yeah. other offenses. What I, have yeah. you seen from them that other than Jane Daniels, because I know it's he's a big part of it, but even the running game I think is what you were trying to allude to, correct? It's everything, right? Like I, I, I legitimately right now, I, I think the two best offenses in college football overall are LSU and USC. And if I had to pick – one of those, I would pick LSU because I think their offensive line's better. And I'm not saying this, I'm coming on an LSU show. I've said this on my show. I've said this on multiple shows that I've gone on. LSU has everything, and they realize they're the only hope right now. Right. That, that's a dangerous thing. Like, when one side of the – especially when it's the offensive side of the ball, like, you, can, if you're bad on offense, eventually deep, your own defense, like, it just starts to sink in, right? It, it takes less mm. and less to break that dam. When you're having to rely on the offense – well, you know, they want to be out there anyway trying to score the ball. So the more times they can go score the ball, the more excited they get. Not that they don't want a good defense, but I feel like you're seeing everybody right now on LSU's offense elevate their play. And they're doing that out of necessity and ability. Name one thing that LSU can't do offensively. Name one thing. I don't know. And now Mason Taylor's back. Jaden Daniels, here's what makes Jaden Daniels so dangerous, right? It'd be one thing if he was a guy that was just really athletic out there running around and could hit open receivers, like Jalen Milrow is right now, right? Mm -hmm. the, the first read against a and was open 70% of the game. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Right. But Jaden Daniels can get through all his progressions, work the check down or take off. If you bring pressure and you do not get him on the ground or you play man in the back end and he realizes it, at any point in time, he will take off. I don't know a way. The, it's versatility. Out of all the tillities, Versatility and fertility are the two best, in my opinion. <laughs> and LSU, offensively, not defensively, not as a team, but offensively, you, you turn the faucet off in the run game, that's fine. JD5 will kill you. You turn the faucet off in the passing game, good luck with that. They're running the ball really well right now, and that offensive line's pretty daggum good. So I, it's just scary. I don't know how you stop them. And I don't think Auburn can win a track meet with LSU. And it seems like every time LSU plays, it's going to be a track meet. So... How do you, do you do that by limiting possessions, right? Do you sit on the ball a little bit, do you, which takes away the ability to pitch backwards, so no play action on first down if you're running the ball well, which limits deep shots. So I, I just 
it just feels like one of those games where LSU is going to be able to score really easy, and it's going to take Auburn methodically going down the field to be able to score, and that's just never a good recipe. Well, you know, LSU had to do that last weekend against Missouri, take the air out of the ball, because they did, I don't think they felt like they had a choice with this defense. But I do agree, the man-to-man coverage thing for Jaden this year has been – like he's – Jake, he's at 89% completion percentage, and then when he runs, he's like Stacy on a mozzarella stick. Oh, God, first off, it's like Blaine said, I've never seen a human being due to what she did to mozzarella sticks. I actually, you know, we almost wrote a letter to the UN. It was said that. <laughs> um, but, but we'll tell that story of mozzarella sticks. Did Blaine tell that on here? No, but he. Oh, you should have got him to tell it. He, but he here's, was, here's the scary part. Malik Neighbors, NFL player, right? Overall, I think Malik Neighbors is LSU's best wide receiver. But the scariest one is Brian Thomas. I agree. Without a doubt. Look, I've seen big guys play receiver, and sorry, this change of weather, my sinuses, it's just absolutely, good, I love dude. it. It's my favorite time of year. It just doesn't love me. So if I sneeze or anything like that, I'm sorry. <laughs> but there's not a lot of guys that are that size that move the way that he does. And it's not like, oh, well, he's a long strider. Once he gets going, he's really fast. There's a decent amount of those guys. His acceleration and lateral movement and stop start is insane to yeah. be that big. And he catches the ball away from his body. And listen, LSU's got problems defensively. I'm not going to sit here and come here and pretend like they have problems on offense, but you've got a 6'5". You've got an NBA NBA shooting guard small forward out there running like that and right. moving like that and has mitts like that. I mean, it just – he's the one that – if I was the D.C., that's the one that scared me the most. Link Neighbors, he'll, he's big body, good hands. Very fundamental. I think Brian Thomas is out there running around, man. And yeah. that's still just scary as hell. And I think he's just scratching the surface, if I'm being honest. Man, that dude. And he's gone, though, right? He's junior. Yeah, he's, gonna he, be, he yeah, gone. he's gone. Yeah, Bye. He's gone. he's gone. See ya. We got a big game in Seattle this weekend, too, Jake. Oregon and Washington. I got to be real with you. I've been pounding the, you know, flying V, give me the ducks. Gordon Bombay, Gordon baby. Bombay, baby. I, I, I just don't think that Washington's going to be physical enough. How do you see that going down in Seattle? Well, I, you know, I, I think I put Washington in a similar category as I do USC. You know, pencil me in as a maybe right now. Not defensively, don't pencil me in as a maybe for USC. I'm not sold. It's going to take a lot of, you know, sell me this pen. Like, it's going to take a lot of that <laughs> to be able to give me believe. But I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a trust but verify mm-hmm. right now with Washington's defense. But when I look at this game, I think you have an elite team in Oregon going to play an elite offense in Washington. And, and what, what do I – what do I kind of mean by, by that? I think, and you know how it is, We I've seen the Warriors in the NBA miss shots for a couple games in a row. I've seen some of the best teams in Major League Baseball, like the Braves in the playoffs right now, absolutely destroy it during the regular season and not pee a drop in the postseason <laughs> from a hitting standpoint. There's a couple games, right? Uh, you see the Chiefs not have great games offensively. There's always those couple games where the offense doesn't operate at its highest level. If Oregon goes up there and the offense isn't in tip-top, I think they can still win the game because of their defense. But if Washington, who's at home, goes in that game and the offense isn't tip-top, I don't think Washington can win that game. I agree. I think Oregon, it's why I picked them to win the Pac-12. It's why I think they're – because I think they're the most complete team, the most balanced team in 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 the Pac-12, and, and that includes Washington. Now, it's, I, I think Oregon could win this game a lot more ways than Washington can win this game, if that makes sense. I, I'm 1,000% in agreement with you there. But if they do go, if Washington does go off, my goodness, we got to, you know. Look, it. I mean, it's the, the Pac-12 right now, these next three, four, five weeks, all the good teams play each other. Well, and like, Jake, I, I, don't, I don't know if USC can go to I – know, I know Notre Dame looks like dog shit sometimes offensively. Dude, I'm telling you, Blake, Blake, I'm, just, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. You are about – everybody's talking. They did the same thing to Clemson, right, two weeks ago. Like, oh, Clemson just lost their second game to Florida State. Dreams crushed. They're going to give up. You know, it's that dream crusher spot. Then they go out against Syracuse on the road and play probably their best game of the season. Right. I'm telling you right now, this Notre Dame team that everybody thinks is going to come out and be all, woe is me, they're just going to be pissed. Mm. Like, they're going to be pissed. Because guess what? Guess who all the pressure is on now? It's on USC. Notre Dame didn't do anything this year. They're not going to the playoff with two losses and no conference championship. Now, they didn't want that. They wanted the pressure. But you blew it. Because you can't count to 11 against Ohio State, and you walked into the Louisville game thinking that you were just going to line up and big boy them, and they shoved you in a locker in front of everybody in the whole high school. Like, And, and that's what Louisville did the whole game. It was arrogance, which I was so- shocked to see such an experienced and mature team, especially up front, 
think that they could go roll their helmet out there. They deserve to lose that game. Louisville won that game. Notre Dame didn't lose it. They forced those turnovers. Right. But when I look at this game, USC, I don't trust defensively. I think Notre Dame is going to take some shots down the field off play action because the run game, it should be hitting, baby. Like Jackie yeah. Moon in the 70s, the <laughs> Michigan Mega Bowl, just hitting. And if if it is, I, I just, I'm telling you, I, this USC team, I don't trust them. You know what they look like, Blake? You know what this USC team looks like, if we're going to be honest? It looks like every single team that Lincoln Riley's ever had with Alex Grinch. Every single team. Like at some point, if somebody shows you who they are enough, you have to. To start believing them. Right. And you can hope in one hand and do something in the other. And I'll tell you which one fills up faster. And I don't think Notre Dame is going to shut down USC offensively for the whole game, but I think Notre Dame is going to control the ball. I think they're going to limit possessions. And I think they're going to be able to take shots downfield off the run game and defensively be able to stop USC enough, despite what I think is going to be a fierce comeback by Caleb Williams in the fourth. He'll make a few incredible plays, right? I think it's going to be enough. For Notre Dame to win this game. There's a reason all those lights are on in Vegas. Mm-hmm. And they have all those big buildings. They got those two twins underneath that casino. They got them avatar tails hooked up. <laughs> telling the future and everything that's going on. Don't think I know. Robert De Niro can't fool me. He can't fool me neither. But you know what else is interesting? I saw Colorado, who is 128th in the country at rushing offense, run it down their throat. And they don't. They want you to throw it. Blake. Blake, Arizona with a backup quarterback, right. and I love Jed Fish. I'm a huge Jed Fish guy. I think him and Jonathan Smith at Oregon State are two of the most underrated coaches in the country. But Arizona with a backup quarterback, there's no way they should have dropped a 41-piece, even though it was in overtime, with Cajun fries and nuggies on that on that defense. <laughs> USC, they just – I'm telling you, you're, th- those couple games, it's coming. That USC schedule, go look at it right now. It's so fat on the back end. It's so heavy on the back end. It's going to flip the truck over if it sits on the bed. Like, I'm just, it's it's a two to three loss team. Oregon's the best team in this conference. All right. And I think a one loss Pac 12 team that, win the Pac, that wins the Pac 12 championship is still getting in, Blake. Great. Jake, I think they're the best. I, they are. Say it. Say it. I think they're I've the best said conference it. I want to see country. you say it. I, I think they're the best conference in the country. They right are. Now. If we're going to be objective, right? right? And guess what? You know what? That's okay. That's okay. Right. That the SEC, we got Texas and Oklahoma coming in. You've had a ton of quarterback turnover. You think you're worried about the SEC in football? This is an anomaly. That's why tomorrow I'll give you a hint. You know what? You know what I'm leading off the show with? What? College football 2023, the year of the Joker. I'm going Chinese on it. It's it's chaos, man. Now it may end up being somewhat similar to what we've seen in the back end, but this year, it's just one of those years, man. In the next 20 years, the SEC will probably be dominant. But sometimes it's okay. To, to let the other guy win the race. You know, like Talladega Knights. Right. You know, just let, sometimes, all right, let Cal Naughton Jr. win one every now and then, man. What, They're and, gone. And what, They're leaving. What, They're and, the dead going out to get milk and never comes back. <laughs> Bye, Pac-12. They're hey, so to deep West. at quarterback, too. Like, the sixth best team might be Oregon State or Utah. Who's the sixth best team in the SEC? No, dude. Hey, so, well, look Look at the quarterbacks that returned in the Pac-12, and then look at what we – that's why Arkansas is so disappointing because you brought back KJ and Rocket, right. right? Like the teams that aren't having success that brought back quarterbacks, Will Rogers, Mississippi State, that's what's so disappointing. You're not getting this year again, right? You're not. Like Car- and Carson Beck right now is absolutely filleting. It's Chick-fil-A out there with Carson Beck right now. And, Jake, speaking of them, so let me ask you this, because I wanted to go Oklahoma, but I'll go to Georgia right quick. I don't know what people are talking about with Carson Beck and him not looking good. I don't know where that narrative is coming from. Yeah, that's just people trying to talk themselves out of Georgia being really good. Like (laughs) There there needs to be, like, a therapy group full of people that just can't accept that, like, Georgia's developing while winning, too. Like, you typically don't see that. Right. I'm going to give a lot of people a hint out there. From a personnel standpoint and roster standpoint – Georgia still may be the best team in the country no question. overall. I know they haven't been great running the ball. They had a bunch of injuries. That offensive line, I mean, Carson Beck's got so much time. It must be so much fun to play quarterback at Georgia. Has to be. You send back there, hey, am I going to go Brock? Lad's a little beat up. Haru the great white ninja. He'll be all right. <laughs> or which one of these other Avengers, you know, Ra Ra Thomas, who really hadn't gotten it going. Dominic Lovett, who really hadn't gotten it going. But Georgia, they, they may not have the star power in the front seven or the names that you've heard, but you turn on that film, and it's devastating. It's 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 carnage. That's the reason why everybody was like, guys, watch out. Kentucky against Georgia next week. 
Could be a big upset. That was the worst matchup ever for Kentucky. No doubt. They You're, tried to play run, bully ball. You run gap scheme, 12 personnel, 11 personnel, counter, power. You are a box run team. Going up against that? Going up against those guys? Best of luck. Yeah, Good for, luck with that one. Jake, the team that I was the most wrong about, in my, well, maybe in my opinion, was Oklahoma. I did not think physically they would be this dominant defensively. But when I saw that goal line stand against Texas last week and them hitting the way that they did, brother, yeah. they can they can do some damage because defensively they're there. What do you think of Oklahoma? Well, you know, I, I picked him to go ten and two before the year. Um, I, I you know I was high on Brent Venables. I thought it was one of the best hires. You know, when Landing and them were getting hired and everybody was getting hired, I, I thought Brent was one of the best ones. You know, he kind of got crucified a little bit because he was kind of late to the party. Right. But sometimes you know you got to bide your time. I don't know. Ask somebody like Kirby Smart. Or some of these guys that didn't jump Saving. at the first job, they jumped at the right job. Mm-hmm. Um, but when, when I look at when, when I look at at Oklahoma, I, I think it tells you two things. Last year, they didn't have the athletes on defense to be able to limit explosive plays. If you got to the second level in the pass game or the run game, you were gone against Oklahoma last year. This year, they've upgraded the athlete. They've had a year to install that culture, that new system. You put Brent Venables and Ted Roof together with good athletes, you're going to get a good product. But I think you saw the grit. It looked to me that Oklahoma was the looser team. It looked to me that Oklahoma was the aggressor in that fight from mm-hmm. the jump. They look like the aggressor in that fight. So I had them going 10-2, and two, and look, right now, I, I don't see them losing a game until they play Texas again. But, but I will say, I see McNeddy saying Georgia hasn't played anybody. Look, man, I'm not saying they got the hardest schedule, right? But you, I think if anybody has earned the benefit of the doubt, it is Georgia. And I'm going to tell you something that not a lot of people are talking about. The class before this... The, the two classes won national championships. They helped turn Georgia into what they're doing now. Nothing is more of a motivating factor to an 18 to 22-year-old man and men in general than embarrassment right. or being the class that lets down the streak or being the senior class that disappoints the two senior classes before them. And Georgia is not playing their best ball right now as good as they looked against Kentucky. I'm saying be very careful when you speak ill on Georgia because you're giving Kirby exactly what he wants. He doesn't have to manufacture adversity anymore. Y'all are giving it to him. If you want to stop him, stop giving it to him. You're making it easy. You're handing him his dinner and then going and complaining in the kitchen that your Maddie's eating. You can't have both. That's what makes this Ole Miss game a little intriguing to me. What can Lane do? You know, coming off of that, they don't have the personnel, but I do find it intriguing. Jake, they got a tight end walk on number 86 running the football. That's how beat up they are, right? Like, I mean, come on. Who did you? You were kind of breaking up there, Blake. Who did you say? The tight end, eighty six, the walk on or former walk on tight end. He's running the football for Georgia. Right? Oh, dude, look, look they mean, got a white guy at running back named Cash. Do I have to say <laughs> anything else? Do y'all need any more convincing? Right. You horrifying. And guess what? He's good. He's good. And he played in like half a ball, right? Basically, in somebody's backyard next to the lemonade stand that the kids are setting up. <laughs> In the neighborhood. All right, last one. I'm just one. telling you. See, wait till Lad McConkey comes back. You think it's bad now? Lad yeah. McConkey is an absolute menace to society. All right, I, I just I'm I, telling you, see it, Georgia, in your own will. Don't don't make that mistake. I call him the Mahonky. That's I'll, what he is. Yeah, the Mahonky. All right, Haru. last one, last one for you. I'll get you out of here. What what do we? Not what do we? But what what happens at A and M now? Mm. Well, now we're going to find out, okay? Um, no, number one, does anybody, and, and I'm just to this point, because, you know, I, I think A&M and, and people laugh, oh, you always say next year. I, I'm not one of those guys that said next year is going to be their year for eight straight years. I've only been doing this for three years. But I do think next year will be their best year. But having said that, we're living in reality, and nobody gets friend zone more than A&M. Nobody, like, right. Yeah, I mean, A&M is the guy that, you know, he's holding hands with the girl. You may get a kiss on the cheek every now and then. You're just not, you never make that move. Never make that next move, right? Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you got to go take it. It seems like every time LSU is always the bridesmaid and never the bride when it comes down to it. So if they lose this one, which I think they are, Blake, I do to too. Tennessee this week, I pick Tennessee too. Yeah, and they go four and three. Now's when you're about to find out because this is a de facto elimination game for the SEC championship for Tennessee and A and M. Tennessee loses. That's two SEC losses. You can still beat Georgia and not win the tiebreaker because that'll be the only loss Georgia has. A&M, you lose this one, right? And now you have another conference loss. You're not getting in. Not losing the tiebreaker uh, to Bama. 
the the way that that the, that it went down, and then you got to go. Where do y'all play them? Do they come to y'all's place? Or yeah, A and M comes to Baton Rouge, which oh, they've had God. no success in. Oh, it's a bad time, Bob. It's a bad time, Bob. Yeah, better and, win this one. And Jake, here's here's the thing. I think they they're the best front seven in college football. They I, are. I mean, that's the saddest part, Blake. That's the sad. Like for example, so everybody was talking about Auburn, okay? For and we were talking about it this week. Oh, Auburn this, Auburn that. Bullshit! They played the two phys- most physical teams in the SEC the last two yeah. weeks. Okay. Yeah. Why, why? Alabama just ran for twenty-three yards. Okay. And I know Alabama's <laughs> not the greatest rushing offense of all time. Watch A and M's front seven. Jake Milrow had negative thirty-one yards now. rushing. Negative Dude, thirty-one. Watch the front. Like, yeah. Like, if you just, I always challenge our listeners to do this. You know, I'm, I'm turning my hat around. This driving me crazy. All right. I challenge our listeners to do this. Watch the next A and M game. Watch this game against Tennessee, and don't watch the ball. Just when Texas A&M's on defense, and you can see it from the side camera, watch that front seven. Insane. Watch what those defensive linemen are doing, just physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually to the other offensive line. That's what makes how bad they are in the back end even that much worse. Because right. they are elite. I'm talking about maybe number one in the country elite in the box. No question. No que- And, Jake, the bad part is – one of my buddies that was in my wedding has been a scout in the NFL for 12 years. He goes, Blake, I count five dudes on that defensive line. Probably going to go in the first round. It's you can't like you. It's it's like playing the Warriors to use another Warriors reference. You can't double all of them. No, you can't. Like, Jake, you, they're, you just they're trying like legitimately. When I watched A and M and Auburn this week on the All 22, they're they're they get their DNs get chipped more than anybody in the country, and it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It helps them. You're taking a guy out of an early route. Uh, correct, correct, and it, like the, the back, the backs having to stay in and just pray <laughs> to God, J- right? J- you know, it's so nice to not have to run stunt. It's so nice, correct, to not, and they're not the best pass rushing. I'm talking about against the run, like Edger and Cooper and these guys. They're going in there. It's reckless abandon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's NC seventeen. It's you know you watch it like this. And the bad thing is, there were two times that Bama kept in seven to block. And A and M rushed four and got home and sacked both times. That's the that that's the thing for me. All right, Jake Crane, Crane and Company, seven thirty uh, six thirty to eight AM Central. Okay, Central Time. But thirty to nine AM Eastern, and those are all the time zones I know. So you live <laughs> another one. Like, you're just gonna have to do the math on that. I love it. Buddy, you know I love you having on the show. Thank you so much love for being Love you too, here. man. How's you, the fam? Good. Son's getting big, daughter's getting you know, about to turn yeah. one. Is he already committed to LSU yet or what? Don't lie to me. Dude, so he just got selected for this like little little league baseball travel thing, and I'm like, Oh, okay. I bet he's dropping tanks. Well, that's so Tommy Tanks is his favorite player. He so he hit one. He hits one out. This is not bullshit. He hits one out and he goes, Daddy, I'm not playing football no more. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, that home run, it's a different I, and people say I'm crazy. They say I'm crazy. Like, I didn't score a ton of touchdowns. I scored a couple of them. But hitting that ball so far, it goes out of play, and you get to run around the bases in front of all your it's, friends. It's ins- Well, so, you know, because, Jake, we not trying to be that dude. We get some s- privileges in this profession, okay? For sure. So I bring him to his first ever college baseball game. Tommy Tanks walks up. I dap, you know, we dap up me and Tanks. I say, hey, this is my son, Ben. And he hits, he, he's like, Oh yeah, jaw dropped. He's real like, thing. Oh, "What my a great God. dad moment!" Oh dude, what a great dad moment! I had to turn around. I was about to cry. <laughs> oh dude, I don't blame you. Shoot, I'm crying. I'm gonna uh, cry when we get off here. <laughs> Jake, thank you so much, buddy. We'll talk soon. Hey Blake, it's always fun, buddy. Have a great night. You too. That's Jake Crane, Crane and Company, the best. That's why the dude's the best. Insanely fantastic. Talk about our good buddy Tyler Alexander over at EXP Realty. We come back and finish out around the SEC next. He will sell your house and find you a new. Well, Tyler's the man, he's here for you. If you want to buy or sell, well, it's not too late. Dial 955-0008. Just call 955-0008. Y'all call Tyler, he'll shoot you straight. Tyler Alexander is a local realtor right here in the Denham Springs, Louisiana area, and he services the entire South Louisiana area as well. 
Tyler is ranked in the top 2% of EXP realtors in the entire state. Buying or selling a home can be very stressful, but Tyler will make that process stress-free for you and your family and provide a customer experience for you, not just a customer service. Give him a call or text today on his personal cell, 225-955-0008. That's 225-955-0008. And let him get your home sold or transitioned you into a new one. Got some SEC picks for you this week. I agree with Jake. So since we already talked about Tennessee and A&M, let's start off there. I am leaning Tennessee. I just don't think A&M has enough around that defensive line. I think if there is a game that Joe Milton can break out in, this is it. This is it. I think Tennessee runs the ball at a very effective clip. I don't know what to make of a and man. Like we just talked about with Jake Crane. I, for as good as their defensive line is, their secondary is trash at times and has been bad at times. Offensively, they've been good, but they get in their own way. Jimbo makes wrong calls from the sidelines. He needs to go for it. He doesn't. He kicks a field goal. Then he go, kicks another field goal. He gets blocked. Thank God it got called back. That game would have been over if they would have given Alabama the touchdown. Going AM going to Tennessee. I don't like it. Give me the Vols. I'm not going to take the points, though. If I'm a betting man, I wouldn't take the points. Georgia and Vanderbilt. Guys, come on. I mean... You know what I'm picking there. Arkansas and Alabama, listen here. Here's a hot take for you. You want a hot take? I think that game's going to be a little closer than people think. I think that that game is going to be a little closer than the experts think. Here's why. A&M last week was a very physical game for Alabama. And... Arkansas is on their last leg. I think it's early. I think early it's closer than the experts think. I think Arkansas goes out there and fights for a little bit of pride. And what do we make of Bama? Offensively, they kind of found a little bit of a rhythm with Jermaine Burton in this running game, Milrow, but they ran for 23 yards last week. Milrow had negative 31 yards. But, a and, but Arkansas does not have that A&M front. I think it's close early. And then Alabama separates himself in this one. Unfortunately, for us Tiger fans, give me the Alabama Crimson Tide. Florida and South Carolina, this one's also very intriguing to me. I, uh, I've thought about this game for a couple of days now and where I was leaning and where I wanted to go, I got to tell you, I'm going with South Carolina. Nothing in my – there's nothing I can come out here and say, well, South Carolina does this good. Well, Spencer Radler, okay, regardless of what you think of him, okay, he might look like the the mascot for the team that he plays for, but my gracious to goodness, he has looked really good. That O-line, though, for South Carolina has been bad. Does the bye week help them? Shane Beamer, okay, has been good off of bye weeks. It's what they call all Pauls included. They call it Cocktober for a reason. This game being in, in South Carolina, I like it. Billy Napier has only won one game away from Gainesville. Though, I don't like it for the Gators. They're changing things up out there in Florida. Billy said this week something to the effect that we're going to leave a day earlier. We're going to change some things up. It ain't going to matter because it's you that might be the problem there, Hoss. Give me the Gamecocks in Cocktober. All right, you know how I feel about Auburn and LSU. I'm going to skip on that one. Missouri and Kentucky is an interesting one, too. I... uh, I don't think that Kentucky – so Kentucky's one of the worst pass defenses in the country and one of the worst pass defenses in the SEC. They have a really good corner 
number 31. I always want to call him Witherspoon. His name's not Witherspoon. But number 31, he's had a couple pick sixes. He's looked good. Everybody else has not been good. They don't have anybody that can slow down Luther Burden at all. Give me the Tigers of Mizzou to go in there and score a lot of points. I do think Kentucky gets their rushing yards, but I don't think it matters because I do think that Mizzou is going to roll. Um, I just read that from uh, Ryan Cromwich. I agree. See you guys tomorrow. We'll wrap it up. Keys to victory. See y'all. Have a good one. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.